Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the People's Podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. Welcome to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. We had to thank we've got some great on-site tech support because uh, I didn't press. We didn't have a mic on button pressed, didn't we? So or well, the volume? Well, no, the volume was a bit low as well. So see, obviously it's been dismantled and set. We have fixed it now. We're ready. So to go. fixed. The boss well, has been in. Yeah, that's right. The boss has been in. Yes, we're all sorry. Right. Yeah, the boss has been in. <laughs> we've been given written notice. Yeah, that's right. Final warning. <laughs> <laughs> You did say you knew how to work a computer when you got the interview, didn't you? <laughs> Turns out we didn't need them to take us off air. We did it ourselves. <laughs> so welcome, welcome to another show. We have um, Hattrick in the building. Hello. He's actually finally here. I'm he? here. He's I'm out. here. I'm not on the phone. I know for once. You can't cut me off this time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, we can. <laughs> we can. I've got the fingers on the buttons. The meat buttons. Great. And we've got the analyst, John Sullivan. Hello. Back again. Two weeks running. Great to be back here on the Hatchick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast on Song Live. It is. <laughs> on Live. Before we start off our show, we're going to do a big massive thank you to all the people who attended Engage Edinburgh at the Assembly Rooms in George Statement to thank you for all the support to Aloha who is, uh, and, and the team who were organising that and setting that up, and Jude, her husband. Uh, thank you for all the support for that, and it was a great event, and obviously um, great support for what they're trying to do. And also they've had Aberdeen, and they're doing Toronto as well, so a big thank you for all the people who came to that and attended. So, yeah, happy days. So, yes, we're, what are we going to talk about? We're going to do some interesting topics. <laughs> as a, yeah, we're going to get... <laughs> you should have heard the intro show, the one that we're not allowed to put out on air. <laughs> the warm-up show, my goodness me. Yes, we're going to take a look. Yeah, we're be broadcasting some shipping off the coast of Vietnam, I think. Maybe. I think we'll be uh, on a boat somewhere before too long. It might be to uh, yeah, some yeah, it's penitentiary. A, it's called a prison boat, not a normal... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you get off when it goes down, you know. <laughs> when it sinks into the sea. <laughs> so, so, I guess I'm laughing. Oh, uh, okay. Dear. So, um, yes. So, as I say, the Church of England are, let's say, <clears throat> bowing to div- diversity, aren't they? Aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're basically saying, well, they voted in favour of having a transgendered service. So how the heck are you going to have a transgender service? It's a, yeah, ceremony for those who have changed sex. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Well, so... <laughs> well, so, I mean, but it's only on paper that they've changed sex because really, realistically, they haven't done. But, um, but yeah, but they're going to have a ceremony to say that now they're... they're <laughs> oh, dear. What was we, wrong with that? We only got 20 seconds into this piece. <laughs> I'm sorry, but just because it grows a pair of... Doesn't mean that it's it's a woman, does it? Oh, dear. I thought we could do these sensitive issues. Oh, boy. I'm I'm just stating the facts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Okay. Come on. Anyway, anyway, the Church of England has paved the way for the creation of services for transgender worship and call for a ban for gay cure therapies. I'm just trying to bring this back to some kind of uh, normality. And uh, the campaigners have, campaigners have hailed it a significant development in the Church's acceptance of LGBT people. So, Fraser, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> Oh, no, I was trying. I tried. <laughs> I <she>? tried. <laughs> Come on, they call us grown-ups. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Right, right uh, breathe. Okay. Uh, what's my thoughts? Well, I personally, I think they've just, well, I think they've just lost the plot, like, along with the Scottish Episcopal Church as well, who have openly said, this new game manager is great, fantastic, brilliant. Let's uh, be a bit diverse and uh, bow down to the usual world and uh, just miss the point of what the whole Bible is about, really. And uh, also the Church of England, which are a bunch of, well, a bunch of old men and we'll see. Oh, they used to say communists in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, they are basically communists in a dress, aren't they? And, uh, Certainly some of them are. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Well, the fact that a lot of the uh, clergy are dressing in dresses, I mean, that's <laughs> surprised it takes so long to embrace LGBT. Really. I mean, they were halfway there anyway. <laughs> I've been cross-dressing for years. Yeah. I'm sure that is appealing to our Christian audience. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's brilliant. So... Well, on the, you never asked me, but I thought about it. <laughs> so, what do you think about it? Well, <laughs> we got this is great, <laughs> right? We were, okay, on it's a, crazy. It does. I mean, it is. In all fairness, it is in accordance with scripture. Only in the fact that it does say that in the end times, um, the church, some of the church, will unfortunately kind of give in to the ways of the world. And so and that's what it's doing right now. So well, they, are, um, they are giving away. They're taking. I mean, and we've seen uh, this a number of different things. It's the the modern day hipster kind of yeah. millennial kind of Christian thing. We can just take what we want from the Bible to serve that kind of lifestyle. Uh, they, don't and, offend, they don't want to offend anyone. Yeah, and it's always, even the, the church is this. The church is lost its backbone. They've no. They've no. Great, they, they need to go and grow a set. <laughs> they haven't got a set of grapefruits put that way anymore. <laughs> to be blunt, yeah, they haven't. They haven't. They, what, what men? What men used to have between? Is that custard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I mean, it's they have given in. They have in many of these places. They've simply given in. Well, they have. Well, we used to have a set of rocks. But we used to have a set of rocks, but now they've got a set of plums. <laughs> Right, which is true, but it's because we've got the just uh, well, they're desperate to get bums on seats, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't think there's a pun in there somewhere. But there's uh, certainly <laughs> Fraser's <laughs> kind of collapsing now. We've well, lost Fraser. <laughs> 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 he's gone the same colour as his t-shirt, <laughs> which is red. Same colour as his chest after the waxing yeah. he's just had. <laughs> That's a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, honestly. Well, seriously, no, I think that just the church is really is. I mean, ha, I mean realistically, how ha, even in the church has gone, ha, how are half of the half the ministers just not believers? They just thought, well, just go, I'll just become a minister just for the, the money, I'll just get into it, you know what I mean? Mm. And they just, um, I mean, there's no no concept of what the whole thing's about. Mm. And it's mm. the, the bottom line is the, it's just getting out of control. They are, <laughs> it's just laughing, I'm trying to be serious. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, did we hear the thing? I mean, it's always on BBC Scotland when they have the General Assembly of the Church of Scotland in Edinburgh. And you just know it's a bunch of communists just shouting out this kind of left-wing rubbish. Well, and they're just trying to influence the church in any way they can. But what they forget is that, you know, Christianity is actually quite offensive. You know, like, like a faith, you know, in any kind of particular faith, it yeah. means you change the way you live. You don't just say, well, the world is fine and I'm happy living in that and I want to follow its ways. The whole idea about believing in God is that you want to do things that are different to the world because you don't agree with what's going on. You actually want to do something or, yeah. better and different that has a, a proper moral value. But with those things, you have to sacrifice certain things that you would normally do or things you might think were all right, you find out that aren't or they aren't all right. So, you, have, you know, and sometimes that can be offensive, offensive to people, but, you know, they killed Christ to put him on a cross because he was offensive. People didn't take to him. Some people did, but a lot of people didn't. So it's, you know, it's, it's one of these things where you, you have to, you know, know and, and be honest with people that you, this is not about getting people to agree with you. Um, by sacrificing everything you believe in. This is a, you know, a, a belief system means it's something different and something that you hope is better. That's why people you know, give their lives to it. I think it's an excuse for all the... I mean, realistically, with all the what's going on in the church, there's a lot of news. There's a lot of, obviously, the older kind of uh, guys in the role have been obviously at it. With, they've been doing some really disgusting things when it comes to, like, this... Uh, well, been abusing kids yeah, and all that through what it was abuse, yeah. abuse, which is obviously not on. And this is this opening another door, technically for people. Technically, if they're, they're going to be tra- uh, turning into trans, there'll be another door, another avenue for the pervs out there to trying to to actually try to op- do something else, another angle without actually getting caught. And on a serious note, because it's like the, this is the bottom line mm. is the, the 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 church who just don't have a I mean. They've just a lot of the church. Okay, I say a lot of the churches, and not all. Uh, but the the Church of England, Church of Scotland, the yeah. uh, Episcopal, they've all just lost literally the plot. That whoever is, I mean, whoever's feeding their minds with this rubbish yeah. and thinking it's all right to do this and like about the world uh, is this. Well, but if they're if they're blessing gay marriage, which is something that according in accordance with the with the Bible. Is an abomination before God. Well, the, the, is, in the days we are living in, a, we are, li- we are what living. What else are they going to endorse? Exactly. You know? In the days we are living in, our, a second, we are living in technically a second Sodom and Gomorrah. In a way, these days, if you think about it, if you're, you know, I'm surprised actually. Edinburgh Council hasn't done a twin town. <laughs> <laughs> We're a twin town with Sodom and Gomorrah. <coughs> it is. We think it's brilliant. You know, it's a <coughs> cultural me. diverse. Multicultural, you know, kind of. Well, at the end of the day, we're, they're losing the plot, uh, literally, and it's just been. That's all about I mean, transgender. I mean, you had on the news from uh, last year, you had the the the, the Lincoln Pride Parade, uh, and then they stopped the the gay policeman proposed, and you had the, the women doing the, this year, the women doing it. What's next year? The transgender proposal? Well, that's not been done before, has it? Who cares? Uh, it's just like rubbing it in our but face, when, and so uh, yeah, yes, everything's when diversity. You, when you meet most people, I mean, I know I've got um, many friends, or certainly a good number of friends who are, who are gay, and we have a lot of disagreements in terms of on spiritual levels, yeah. on the Christian level, but the one thing that is in common is that they don't like this kind of fuss being made. They don't, they're not going to go on these walks and all the rest of it. Exactly. Because it's like, it's something that they, that's what they do, but in, in effect, they're not trying to shout out about it. It's just something that they have, that they have. That's their life, and and uh, you know, so you actually find a lot of people don't want all this kind of campus right. or this kind of stuff that goes on. Um, and yeah, if they're not going to rub it in your, if they're not going to rub it in our face, which is yeah, fine, I totally. Yeah. As long as they, they keep it to themselves and say, "Listen, you do what you need to do. That's fine, but don't, 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 don't pee in my lawn, basically, so, so to speak, right, right. and get a kind of thing. If you don't like my views and things, you don't like it, 
yeah. off my lawn. Simple, simple fact is, uh, mm. and that's what they need well, to we stop doing. We should march for heterosexual lots. I think we should. Eh? Let's, let's get all the heters like straight, straight rights. If you don't like it, mm-hmm. <laughs> tough. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's what should happen. So, but uh, but yeah. Also, you've got the following on to that. You've got the these days the manufacture babies, the gender neutral couples, saying that if you have a mm. kid, you can. Like a certain age of like five or something, you can choose what sex you want to be. And so, well, uh, hang on a minute. What happened to the general mother nature of just having a... I've got one answer for that. What? You can tell they voted for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I've, uh, I'm getting this. I've lost about ten listeners already. Uh, <laughs> you can tell they're Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but... Or, uh, I realistically think that this is just for the way the church is going at the moment is going in a very slippery road yeah. and the bottom line is, is well, well here's the keys to hell you might as well just go uh, open the door yourself well, that's what they put on a certificate exactly go at the end st- instead st- of a blessing or what they call it or a baptism certificate it's a guaranteed entrance to hell exactly but the bottom line is when you're you're baptising them what they're going to say excuse me what's your name I've forgotten is it Jim <laughs> oh sorry Joanne sorry <laughs> that's one June is it, uh, is it Leslie Leslie you don't need to change your name because it's a female or female really <laughs> John's being awfully quiet. <laughs> yeah, I think the best thing I can bring to this conversation is silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, we'll move on from uh, our uh, transgender rubbish and the church just need a good kick up the... Or the fact, I, think, I think the perfect perfect option for them is they can go... If they don't like what's happening in the UK, they can go and line up, join Paradise Airways, and they can go and fly out this country. I think Luton Airways is great. Luton Airport, Paradise Airways, chucks away, Stelios. See you later. Right, next. What are we doing? What, um, Labour, eh, May. You can, the, pol- the, man with the man with the nose, John Sutherland. Yes, well, we were discussing earlier sort of political sites, more my uh, speciality, really. Um, just the news that Theresa May has decided to reach out to uh, the Labour Party in order to get certain policies through. I mean, uh, to me, that sort of, it's a very weak move. I think even if you felt you had to do that, you might do that behind the scenes or get your whips to do that for you. But uh, to actually go out there and say we need Corbyn's help, I mean, that's a plea for help wherever there was one. What do you think about it, Hugh? I think it's very disappointing. Because she was doing quite well over the weekend in terms of her Brexit talks. And then when I heard this today, I thought, actually, she's got very limited time in there. If she keeps going like this, either there'll be another election or they'll have to oust her. Because she can't. I mean, this is just getting ridiculous. She's just being really weak and wet. And they need, they need somebody who's got proper leadership skills to take over. I think Jacob Rees-Mogg would be fantastic. Yeah, he's certainly pushing out there in the press, isn't he, at the moment? I, I agree with you. I, I think... Um Theresa May had a chance after her appalling results uh, on June the uh, 8th. If she'd come out fighting, uh, I mean, she, she knew she was going down. She wasn't going to yeah. fight another election for the Tories, but I think she'd save her political career by coming out fighting. Uh-huh. You know, come out and be strong. She knows that she's got nothing to lose now politically, so she should drive it forward, yeah. push it through, go for Brexit, and as it is, just pleading for support from rivals, as the time puts it. Very, very weak indeed. No. I was watching a brilliant... Um, a YouTube clip of, of Margaret Thatcher, actually, it's quite an old one, um, but it was talking about uh, when they were, it was, it was comparing now what May had to do with Trump and, you know, trying to get a deal going through. Because, I mean, the, the Americans are desperate to do a deal really quickly. And if they do one, this is really going to put pressure on the EU to say, look, 
Britain's already done deals. It's going to get things done. It's going to do extremely well. And they are kind of trying to say, oh, we can't give Britain a good deal and all the rest of it. But if we get a good deal with America, it's going to be amazing. And the same thing was in the 80s when you had Thatcher and Reagan. And then when Thatcher made all these moves to do better deals with Reagan and to build up that relationship, it really annoyed all the Europeans. And Thatcher just comes out saying, you know, the European leaders were incredibly weak, really weak people. That's what she was saying. And it was just brilliant because she really described it exactly as it was. And that's kind of what we need from me. We need some real kind of strong um, kind of leadership to be able to get things done. It is. It's amazing when you look back at sort of uh, Thatcher in the Commons in the 1980s and she'd be taking on the likes of Neil Kinnock. And, you know, her ideology just ran through her veins, didn't it? It was all about free market. It was about business and no, no, no to Europe. The lady is not for turning. And now with May, you don't know what she thinks about anything. You know, you, just whichever the wind blows, you know, that's, that's her idea that day. She's a, uh, a weather vane, isn't she, really, as they used to say. She just changes direction with the wind. You kind of wonder what Thatcher would think of the current one. Oh, she'd be absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely appalled, I reckon, at, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, at Theresa May's record. I think uh, she was record. definitely a Brexiteer. <laughs> I would say so, yes. Uh, you mean, she would definitely go into the... She'd, she'd go oh, yeah. into Europe fighting. Oh, yeah. And she wouldn't yeah. be dithering around in Downing Street like <laughs> Theresa May, you know, uh, would she, yeah. uh, pleading for Neil Kinnett for help. She, uh, wouldn't, she, she would not lower herself to that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thought of it would be ludicrous. <laughs> well, in the politics you never got. Yeah, it's... Um, all sorts going on, but I've got a, I've got a very funny story. I was um, a friend came over and he <laughs> he's uh, been working abroad for many many years actually in uh, Saudi Arabia for for a while as a um, and he came back to the UK. He hadn't been out in the UK for a while, so uh, but he called a friend in Newcastle who was out for at a restaurant on the on the quayside in Newcastle. Very nice down there, nice restaurants. But this was a, a Friday night, and he'd not seen a. Uh, a British Friday night uh, in the city for a while. So he, he decided to park his car because he was driving. He hadn't been drinking. So he parked his car near the railway station in uh, in Newcastle. And uh, the, the central hotel there, it's got, uh, the station hotel, has got some parking. But he, he came into the area and there's just police everywhere. It's like lines of police cars and he, he pulled into the car park and there were women lying on the street, you know, unconscious. And there were guys walking around with blood all over their faces. Uh, ambulances were there. And it, he thought, my goodness, this is an attack. <laughs> this is ISIS. This is a terrible attack. And he, um, he he quickly went back to his car and rang his friend and said, mate, there's something really terrible kicking off. Just stay in the restaurant. Do not come out. I think there's a marauding attack going on. There's police everywhere, blood all over the street, women lying unconscious with you know, barely any clothes on. And uh, he uh, eventually managed to find a police officer and said, Look, what's happening? Is it, a, is it a terrible attack? And the, the police officer said, no, no, it's... It's just Friday night. <laughs> so, so, so his, his friend was on his phone looking at Twitter, looking for these marauding terrorist attacks. And then he had to, he had to ring him back and say, uh, mate, uh, it's all right. It's just, just Friday night. <laughs> Apparently it's like this all the time. But he said Goodness that it, it got so bad, the people were unconscious, you know, people wearing any clothes, mm-hmm. fights, so people with blood. And it was just completely normal. They'd Goodness. set up a a sort of triage unit on the yeah. street to sort of treat the, the, the drunken um, uh, millennials. Me, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's point, quite, quite a story, isn't it, really? Yeah. Well, it they just all, shows. Because they also released a thing today, I saw it on the news, they've made a video, the police have made a video about how to avoid a terrorist attack or if one happens and you're on holiday in a hotel and it's telling you to run and, you know, find places to get out as fast as you can. It just and, looks a bit and, cheesy, uh, doesn't it? And, well, it's supposed, supposed to be quite kind of hard-edged, I think, in some bits, uh, but I haven't seen the whole, the whole clip. I just saw the headline. Somebody's but it was uh, saying, you know, run as far away as you can, yeah. don't stop. 
and or if you are, if you are, kind of feel like you're stuck, go behind a building or go behind a wall that's very solid. And, yeah. Uh, and then when you see the police come, obviously get ready. To <laughs> hands very, up, you know, but it's like because they're going to deal with the biggest threat immediately. In that, a wall so. that's really solid and it kind of falls on you and it blows up. That's good. <laughs> well, Hugh and I are thinking about getting some uh, terrorist uh, training, won't we? To sort of you know, how best to well, how you, best if, to deal with Ofcom. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might need that when we come out of this studio. <laughs> it's cheaper than the lawyers, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or even the Cuban ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's off common thing to you. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, so any any city centre really, I think, would be like that. But it just he'd been away for a while and he hadn't yeah. he hadn't seen a, a, a British sort of Friday night for a while. He's yeah. just absolutely yeah. shocked. Yeah. Absolutely shocked. Yeah. But I see one on a funnier funnier note. Um, they, um, we had Reavers Week in Duns and it just what, finished what on Saturday. It, I noticed that there's one, you put a picture on the Reavers Week. Yeah, what is well, that we have about? the torchlight procession. I noticed um, you were like, looking, like, you had a picture of you holding this torch and thinking, what can it set fire to? Well, <laughs> it was quite funny because they, I mean, it's, it's much bigger than it used to be. Because I remember doing it about 30 years ago and it was so dangerous because you'd have these old torches and they all get lit and people used to get their, you know, their coats set on fire. It was amazing, no one had been injured. Uh, but now it's all safety, it's all health and safety, so everyone wears the yellow jackets. There's no, I mean, it was quite funny because we wanted. Yeah, we wanted to gather in one place, and I was the only one who asked the question: Did anyone ever bring a fire extinguisher? <laughs> These things, you know, and nobody had. So that was fine. But um, so off we went. We walked from the top of the town right the way out to the high school. Um, but I mean, there must have been at least oh, several hundred, if not more, maybe even eight, nine hundred um, people turned up for it. So it's quite a quite a kind of evocative thing to be part of because they're all shouting and and it's kind of it's it's very kind of it's, the kids go along too, so it's kind of fun. You so know, what's, um, the, what's the purpose of it? Um, well, it's celebrating the age of the town and that because um, well over five hundred five hundred years old and no. so many different battles and different things and the old town had been burnt down and it was rebuilt um, where it is today. So it's lots of different things that have happened. But it's 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 really interesting. It's good fun. It's, and, you know, they go around on horses. They get lots of horses that come in because they do the kind of similar things across the borders every year in the summertime. I mean, it was great fun. Um, and the, 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 the best thing is, because they have to close the road about 10 o'clock at night. And then, every, you know, if you're a poor old tourist, it's gotten lost. And all you see coming on is like a thousand people. With, on horseback, coming on cavalry. Yeah. <laughs> with, with torches, you basically think, oh dear, we're going to be sacrificed. You know, it's a clue. It's clicking out of here. You know, you know, it was like, you know, you know, welcome to Scotland, welcome yeah. to the borders, mm-hmm. where it will be a short stay. You know, on you the know. Reavers, were they, because a lot of the Scottish border towns, yeah. Selkirk, Gallish Hills, Hoy, yeah. they all have their own Reavers we yeah. Oh, were they basically mercenaries that were to defend the town, or because I mean, I'm they... not entirely sure. I'd have to say I would need to check on. Yeah, that. Um, but there was you know the huge rides now. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people um, bring along on the horses. common rides. And, that's yeah, what they call it, rides, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're great fun. They're they're really good fun. And I mean, it was a wonderful firework display as well at the end. It lasts about ten minutes, which is you know I mean it was a great great display, and it's good fun. They had the um, the the fair was there and that. So but a really lovely thing for the town and that. So it was good fun. But I thought it'd be amazing to get a drone. And actually video it because it's always it's dark and then you just got all these yeah, torches. Yeah, that would be amazing. Thought, well, you do it like that, and then you got the pipe band as well. The pipe band was marching in front of everyone, so it'd be really quite amazing to to have to think we we'll have to do that next year and uh, get get to, get a drone to to kind of get all the cameras on and all the sound. I think it would be wonderful and definitely a YouTube hit. We're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to play some Hugh, uh, one of Hugh's favourite artists because he loves this artist, don't you? You've got posters on your walls, though. I've never had a poster (laughs) on the wall of Taylor Swift. He had a poster on the wall of Suzuki Swift. I've seen it. (laughs) 
I don't know what's more worrying. <laughs> that is true. Um, you did have a picture on your wall of a with a Hyundai well, accent. accent. It, yeah, was. it was. I thought, oh my goodness, that's not right. <laughs> yes, uh, Hugh's a big fan of Taylor Swift, and we kept winding him up about it. So he likes your, likes your music, don't you? Yeah, the music. Sorry, yes, of course, just the music. She's got a fantastic body of music. <laughs> You took the words out of my mouth. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to actually, um, yeah. Make sure the volume's on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Hugh's favourite one. I used to shake it off, you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't you? Wait, last time at the gym? <laughs> I was on my cycling bike, my exercise bike on Saturday morning. It seems to be working, then. <laughs> what do you mean it's not working? <laughs> Did you get a refund now? <laughs> says take it back. I bought so. it at a charity shop. You don't even get a refund from a charity <laughs> shop. <laughs> That's my way. Does it work? <laughs> it's still working. <laughs> hey, we'll be back with uh, but Taylor Swift to shake it off, baby. So get shaking it. Speak to you soon. Be back. Back shortly. Shake, shake, shake. Yeah. Oh. 
Welcome back to Hattrick and Ramsey on this podcast show, live on Hot Song Live, baby! We've got the Hattrick in the studio, we've got John Sutherland sitting in the corner. Hello. Right. Hello. I thought he singing in the corner. <laughs> well, I'll be singing later. He'll be singing shortly. <laughs> got uh, his trusty little song, we're back on tune. Sorry, back in the radio. Anyway, uh, you can sit down there after shaking that off. You're right, you've been breaking sweat, mate. Come on. Uh, give yourself a... Well, you co- said I hadn't done enough cycling before I got here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Any excuse? <laughs> so uh, we're gonna, before we go into one of our stories, he's got to disappear in about 10 minutes because he has a sleepover. Uh, he just likes to sleep on the job. Uh, so... <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 yeah, you can make up that. <laughs> yeah, the tourists at school would never make any money sleeping all day, but that's a huge does. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gets paid for sleeping. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a job to go back down to Duns and do. So... Um, and he's also going to, he plans to, uh, during the, the music break, he's plans to remortgage his house just to get Taylor Swift for the next Reavers <laughs> event next year. His, <laughs> his bags are, when he gets home, his bags are packed to the door. He's <laughs> 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 saying, that's it, bye. <laughs> Go back to go to your mother's. <laughs> so we're going to, right, Hugh. Uh, Hugh has just come back. He was, from over the weekend, he was at a... Competition he won at the Renault, a Renault event, Formula One. We're going to hear a bit more about that and what happened. Uh, also, a bit of car talk, and then we'll eventually drift into another wee story later on about Prince Charles speaking to the plants again. And so he does. So, uh, Hugh. Yeah, now it's time for how much MPG do you get in the week? You know? Oh, yes, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, 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 oh, the William Willard section. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Jigs, that was bad. That was bro. <laughs> so, that was... No, no, I had a phenomenal weekend, actually. It was brilliant. I did about 800 miles in about about 30 hours. And uh, we went all the way down from Edinburgh to uh, just near Oxford uh, to a place called Endstone, um, which is... Uh, so, so you went from, you came from Edinburgh first? Yeah, I had to drop off a car up here and then uh, uh, headed down south. Actually, okay. the, the went down the M6. I don't really want to know the exact journey details. Um, but uh, to the yeah. Renault, basically to the Renault Formula One well, factory in yeah. Endstone. Want to know about every junction as well? And a full MPG count. Feel efficiency. Two miles to go in between junction sixteen and junction thirteen, but the slight rise has went towards the Lake District, so we've got down to thirty-four miles to go in. Gee, man. 
Get to the point. I'll get an RPG and fire it. You don't <laughs> stop again. You blooming fuel consumption. Anyway, the best thing was right. I had to. Um, the, I had the Google Maps on on my phone, um, and I put the postcode in to get to the Renault site. Yeah, we know how that works, honestly. Right. right okay. Carry on. You got there. And I okay. got there, no, because it was on. It's the middle of nowhere, and then the, the blooming Google Maps said you may have to walk to your destination, okay. and it was the middle of blooming nowhere. But then we found the signs, and we were able to get into the place. That's good. But it's, it's really it's kind of like a James Bond kind of place because it's, it's all very modern and everything's all kind of leather and it went into this kind of it was a dome that was kind of built into the ground uh, it was underground you had to go down this tunnel okay. to actually get into it and then they had all the Formula 1 cars on display um, and big, lots of big screens everywhere and I was, it was absolutely amazing actually and I got to drive a, a Renault Formula 1 simulator which was brilliant fun okay. uh, unfortunately I didn't win anything I thought I might have a chance but I was about two seconds slower than I should have been um, to have a chance of winning um, but to then you had the, a thing called a Batak machine which is it's like a kind of reactionary thing so you have to the light goes on and you have to tap it off but it's really quite hard because it's quite a big it's about two metres wide so you've really got to see right on your, across the whole fitness, screen as to it is. a fitness test eh? Um, not really, no, you just have to tap it as fast as you can. You're standing up when you do it. Okay. Um, but the Formula One drivers can do 70 taps in like in one, in one 30 seconds. Good and we were, we were struggling to do that. I did 24, and the record was, I think, 37 or something for the day when one guy managed to do it. Um, but it, is, it was really good. And, of course, we got, we got fed. And, I mean, it was like a, you know, a really five-star cuisine. It was really, really nice. And then we got to watch the Grand Prix. Um, but we also got quite a lot of kind of insider knowledge because uh, the team principal, um, who was live at the pit lane in Austria, um, was talking to us and telling us what was happening about their strategy and so on. And also the team manager in, in uh, Enstone was saying that Formula One hasn't gone all electric yet, but underlining the yet part is that that is probably the future. So, yeah, I asked him about engines and is there any chance of making them better? And he said, no, they're going to pretty much stay the same well, for the next mass, week. A massive battery. We'll have to pit stop away a few well, more times. Well, the, the technology is so improving, so it's going to be interesting. So we're taking a pit stop for at least three hours to, to charge the battery. Exactly, <laughs> 30 minutes of recharge for cook well, charge on the A40. Yeah, well, that'll be when the commercial brakes <laughs> come back, isn't it? The commercial brake will come back. <laughs> to kind of, uh, we'll be back in uh, <laughs> two hours. Let's watch... Uh, Tomorrow. Just watch, the fo- just watch the football, watch a couple of Holly Oaks or something and just come back and we'll carry on the race. But it was really good, I have to admit, it was great fun. And we all got nice goodie bags, so we got like Renault caps and brochures about Infinities as well, because that's who was also doing the whole deal. But what was funny, they had the whole kind of Renault empire, kind of the kind of commercial speak at the start to say all the different companies that were all part of one and so on. And Datsia, which is, of course, the car that we've got, is, was almost hidden away in the background. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's us, you know. Um, but we've automatically been entered into this competition that Infinity is holding to actually drive the Infinity Formula One car, Infinity Renault Formula One car, in October. Um, and it's a prize where they simply choose you and off you go off to Paul Ricard and they train you up and they actually get to drive a proper, um, you know, hybrid um, current level. A Formula One uh, racing car so I mean you know it's every kind of F1, F1 fans kind of dream to be able to do and they're actually going to make that happen for somebody yeah. so it's quite a thing the So insur- the insurance for that one would be interesting I think they just don't have any that's <laughs> probably <laughs> the case yeah. yeah so if you die so oops it's still going to be in a blaze of glory you're <laughs> <laughs> <you're> Richard Hammond <laughs> what amazes me is this Renault Empire the French brand well known you know patriotic it's based in Oxfordshire yeah. <laughs> That was what surprised me. How did it end up based there? Well, I think they do all of their... Uh, the engines are made in France. The Formula 1 engines are all done in France, but all the aerodynamics and, and the majority of the work of the car is done in, in Oxford. So, so the, tr- the tricky stuff yeah, is basically the main, done the in Britain. Stuff, and all the yeah. tunnel testing is done in Britain. 
uh, along with many of the other Formula One teams. But it's worth a go. You can get a factory tour, but they couldn't show us much because they're redoing the whole building. So right. we didn't really get to see an awful lot of that. Um, but it's worth a trip, actually. They are very, very good. That's good. So what uh, cars have been coming out? Any new ones? Any updates on the car market at all? Yeah, well, I, I'm, as, as you know, I try and every week I try and give a, uh, an, a little sort of advice for any budget motorists out there. And this week's budget car for our listeners uh, who are, Gum- we know are a descending bunch is the, Gum- the, Gum- new, Gumtree, yeah. the, the new Bentley Continental GT <laughs> coming in at just under 200,000. So not a bad little budget there. So you can get that on <laughs> PCP for around about 1,700 a month. <laughs> but that's... Um, More so, than 100 yeah, years. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a relatively affordable piece of machinery. You've got the W12 engine, 650 brake horsepower an hour standard. So... Yeah, it's going to be good. It's exciting. You know, that's uh, that's John's budget car of the week. So the Bentley. Okay, Bentley. Okay, cool. That's it. <laughs> and the new Seat Ibiza beat the Ford Fiesta Ooh. in the big super mini battle. There were about nine cars that were taking part. And now that Ibiza has seemingly toppled the Fiesta as the best car on the market. The the, see, the Fiesta, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, the design the outside's all right, but the inside, I'm not a yeah, fan of it. They have improved it on the new one. The new, um, but that, no, but the inside, I don't, I don't think, it's just very... Renault to me inside uh, say yeah. Renault Clio which is no, no, no fairness I would say that's no bad thing well um, not bad Renault but, Clio um, but I can tell just but no they're a lot better than they used to be um, but, uh, but interesting because the new Ibiza is said to be a very good car and you drove it a few weeks ago and you said it was I did it's a very impressive car the one litre yeah. TSI yeah. engine it's she very good indeed uh, for some actually sensible advice for she, she did, because she are kind of they may be Volkswagen aren't they yeah. but here's the yeah. thing because John you're a good uh, you always have a good v- review of vehicles and uh, in terms of what you, how they drive did you drive a Mitsubishi L200 recently? no I've never driven the new one you've not driven the new one because I drove one 10 years ago right the old and at that time it was awful the, one of the worst cars I've ever driven I would say was a Mitsubishi L200 <laughs> and, and you've driven some rubbish oh, I've driven, and I've driven some really <laughs> terrible cars and uh, almost unmentionably bad cars. Um, but it was so bad. We had, we had them on the higher fleet, so the only reason why we had them, but they were, so, they were dirt cheap. They were absolutely pennies to run. Um, but the thing is, I drove the Fiat version, which is a collaboration with Mitsubishi, and it was as, almost as bad. I thought, how can a car not develop in 10 years near enough? And yet they've got things like the Ford Ranger, which is fantastic. I mean, a completely different car and much, much better. So what did you think on that? Because I know you drove the Ranger as well. I did. I'm impressed by the Ranger, 3.2 V6 uh, uh, with a uh, automatic gearbox. Great machine. Brilliant if you run your own business as well because you can, basically you don't pay the tax on it. So Mm. for, I think it's about £1,600 a year in tax, you can use that through your business for all your personal driving. So you can put all your servicing, tyres, MOTs, fuel even through your business or that. And, you know, it's now it's a perfectly decent car to drive. Mm. Adaptive cruise control, leather seats, reversing camera. You know, most gangsters around Edinburgh have got one. So, uh, you know, it's got to be it's got to be a good sign, hasn't it, really? <laughs> Throw a body in the back and you'll be absolutely fine. Where was it? The it was, oh, I can't remember where it was, but that place at the... They were down south, they came up and they, they stole those Rolex watches from... The, was it some fancy golf course or something or some place? I can't, I wish I should have brought... Um, and they used remember. a Ford Ranger, didn't they? No, no, the, there was a, the, probably, I think there was a, a couple of vehicles involved. One was, I think it was a Land Rover and a Range Rover and some other car, but it was a well-organised, millions of Rolex watches were taken. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah it was, I think it was one of the, could have been, might have been Dalmahoy or something, one of the, it was something similar oh, up here close by. The, event, uh, but no, they, they came up and they actually robbed the place and took all the, or whatever it was, and they nicked. I mean, why would there be a whole bunch of Rolexes at... 
a golf club. I'm not sure. Something, I don't know if it was golf, but it was something, it was a Porsche event, obviously a Porsche mm-hmm. place that had obviously the shop mm-hmm. and jewellery kind of Porsche thing places. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, a lot. But anyway, no, never mind. Oh. So uh, anyway, we're going to play one more song because he's got to disappear for, to sleep on the job. Um, but it's been fantastic to be here. I know. When are you next coming back up? Uh, when I can drive again. So in a couple of weeks. Uh, It'll be at least two weeks, probably uh, a bit more. Two weeks. About three weeks, probably. Should be all right. Well, a couple of weeks, strap that up. Well, why don't you come down and pick me up and bring me back up, and then you can take me back down again? Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Oh, and my dad said it's 68.8 miles. Oh, he got it in. He got it in. <laughs> he got it in. Oh, my goodness, mate. Which is miraculous for an estate car. <laughs> Honestly, 68.8. 700 miles on a tank. That's surely the best tip you'll get in any motoring show tip this week. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, Cheapest uh, car, seven grand when it was two year old. So after it two, is budget motoring, that's yeah. for sure. So, yeah, so so if you need an estate, so buy a Datsia Logan MCV. So you should be alright, change the gears when, on your other hand when you're coming back up in two weeks. He needs an automatic, that's what he needs. <laughs> an automatic, that's right. He's he can buy me an electric car and come up all the time. <laughs> True. Yeah, and he'd run out of juice on the Lemons <laughs> Sutra Hill. And he'd be, and he'd come and get us. Give me a Tesla. Can you buy me a Tesla freezer? No. Or we'll get him a P100D. Could be the company car. So we're going <laughs> Hattrick and Ramsey unleash company cars. Yeah, we're going to play. A bit of, we're going to come back with well, while he has to disappear. We're going to play a bit of Bon Jovi with the uh, Bed of Roses. Um, do and then we'll talk about. Prince Charles talking to the plants and uh, any other stuff and we'll, we'll wrap it up for another show tonight so we'll do a quick shout out to thank you for to Hearts On Live giving us the opportunity again and uh, for it's great to be on the show and great to try and entertain you guys in some way or form and we thank you for the opportunity and thank you and we just please support Hearts On Live if you if you can listen to it wherever you are there's plenty of other uh, presenters there's uh, Emmanuel who does he's a Thursday night show if you're uh, interested in a bit of a uh, Sex, loving relationships, uh, you can uh, phone in as well. Uh, so uh, That's the one. That's why I can never get through to you on a Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And tonight's you said you were wa- again. Yeah. You said you were waxing your chest here, you little... <laughs> well, I don't know yeah, why that... I did it, but I decided... Well, that is tonight's revelation, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, on you, that note... Well, as you can t- before, as you that can, bombshell. I know, it's a good but, night from, uh, from I know, me. But, <laughs> I know, but as you can tell... Obviously, some some guys are obviously a bit more hairy than others, and some are not. And uh, I decided to trim. I would the, play the music now. Yeah, yeah. I decided yeah. to trim the rug. It's your outfit. Just, just crazy. Go anyway. to commercial. Hold yeah, the commercial. Cut the commercial. <laughs> Cut the commercial. <laughs> right. Anyway, Hugh, disappear. <coughs> Safe journey back down. Will and uh, we're going to just play the, our bit of Rosie's song by Bon Jovi. So uh, anyway, take it easy. I'll speak to you in a bit.
marching band keeps its own beat in my head while we're talking about all of the things that I
we're back after Bon Jovi, better Rosie. Hugh is now, Hugh has left the building. He's uh, on his way down to Duns. He's safe on his way down, counting the MPG as he goes. Yes. Probably trying to get more than 68 miles to the gallon. Exactly. He makes his way down there and he's does your duster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 nah, we wish, uh, Hugh's actually, in the next couple of days, he's going for a second operation. This is nothing to do with our story from the beginning of the yeah, show. Not, <laughs> he's, not, he's not transitioning, no. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad he's not here. He actually would have hit me by now. So, uh, he is uh, not doing anything like that, but uh, he is having to get a wee operation. We wish him well for oh, he certainly Thursday. Did. We certainly he uh, recently had an operation in his hand regarding a melanoma, a mole, which was possibly cancerous, but thankfully it was actually not too bad, as serious as we thought. But he is having to get a second up just to get a little bit more cut, cut away, just to make, be on the safe side. So, um, yeah, so obviously won't be able to drive uh, for the next couple uh, weeks, but we'll hopefully be back up in the studio. And there's an opportunity. Uh, we hopefully, well, if we can get him up more often, um, uh, he wants to do a breakfast show. Uh, there's a breakfast show opportunity between 9 and 10 on heartsonglive.co.uk. So if you hand yourself a bit of a DJ and want to bring in the breakfast and the news and the travel, be on heartsonglive.co.uk. As I was saying, we can, you can also listen to on a Thursday. Sex, love, and relationships with Emmanuel. Uh, I'm actually going to be on that show. Yes, he wants me on. Right, this is a case study every yes, week. Yes, <laughs> I'm uh, being the, the guinea pig. Great. Yes, lab rat on Thursday night's show. Uh, so if you're calling in, you might uh, get some agony and agony uncle advice on uh, your sex, love, and relationships. <laughs> Anyway, Ch- moving yeah. on very, very swiftly. Yes, moving on. <laughs> so Prince uh, Charles has been talking to the plants again, Fraser. Yeah, yeah. 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 What's, the, what's the story in the news there? He's uh, <laughs> got like, all eco-bonkers again. He has, actually. He's got, uh, Prince Charles, oh, better. In fact, there we go. I think I've got the right page here I'm talking about. Uh, Charles outlines his vision to harmony between food and farming. He wants to, how, how can you harmonize food? I don't know. I read the whole article, and I, I just, even after reading it twice, I don't quite know what he's on about. Charles... I mean, we all want to, you know, I, I, I'm from a farming background, actually, and, you know, it, it comes naturally. You want, you want to preserve nature and, uh, you know, and you've got to make, make a profit as well. But if you're going to feed the world's population, which is growing enormously, I think the way that we've tackled it with new varieties of seed and fertiliser and farming techniques has been phenomenal. And by making the land that you have in, in production more productive... It allows more wild spaces, and I think we've done pretty well on that, so I'm not quite sure what his point is. He needs to go back in the greenhouse and start talking to his cucumbers again. (laughs) 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 Probably got better chat than Camilla. (laughs) Uh, His his marrows, his his melons. I'm going to leave that one. Anyway, so, yeah, well, the story is basically... (laughs) The story clearly is that Charles warned the humanity's place on Earth could be derailed for good if diversity diversity of life on the planet continues to deplete and destroy. Oh, joy, oh I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but now that Hugh's gone, I think it is definitely our chance to talk about celebrity news, though. Yeah, we, hope, we because do. Because forget, Hugh, if anything Hugh hates, he cannot stand celebrity, celebrity news. news. He just thinks they're all mindless and inane. Which, to Especially fair, when it comes the, to the Kardashians. The, he, loves oh, the Kardashians. he loves the Kardashians. Kardashians. He doesn't know. He, he doesn't know anything about the Kardashians. He doesn't know. know what they do. He's asking, what do they do? And that's actually, actually quite a difficult question to answer, really. But uh, quite funny news today, though. Uh, Pippa Middleclass and her mother, Carol Middleclass, um, they've... <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Pippa Middleton, who recently they, got married. That, uh, they've uh, been ousted from the royal box. And uh, this is... They were late and they turned at Andy Murray's uh, match. And finally, they've 
kicked them out because they shouldn't be in there really, should they? It's, not really. it's you know, okay, Kate and William, they're they're royals, she's royal by marriage, but you know, bring along the whole family to sit in the royal box at Wimbledon just seems a bit wrong to me. It does, I mean, I don't see the point really. I mean, what really, there's only, haven't really got any connections to the royal family, have they? Where do you draw the line? Do you have old, old Uncle Gary from Sheffield down, you know, <laughs> smoking a fag? You know, I mean, honestly, you know. Cigarette, uh, just for those in America. Uh, uh, yeah, a cigarette, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, <laughs> in the crowd having a can yeah. of tenants. I mean, honestly, I mean, <laughs> that's not the look they're looking for. It should be for, uh, okay, people who've reached their pinnacle in sport. So either that be in tennis or I think uh, the David Hay, the boxer, was there today. Uh, anyone that's reached the peak of their sport, I think maybe should go in the Royal Box by invitation. And then, of course, the Royals themselves. But all the hangers on. You had Tom Watson, the Chubster Deputy Leader of Labour in there. I mean, what was he doing in there? Apart from blocking the view of everyone behind him. I mean, he's, <laughs> yeah. why is he there? Yeah, good point. I, I mean, I've not actually watched Wimbledon this year. I've just been so busy. But uh, it's not, I mean, apart from Andy Murray's kind of sort of playing through an injury at the moment, that's about all I know, really. Uh, I've not really kept up with it for this year. Uh, usually, it's been usually it's all, I don't think it's been used as much. It's been there, but not. Yeah, it's the same stuff, Fraser. It's, it's just same, one guy hits the ball, the other guy hits the ball back. That yeah. guy hits it back. Sometimes it hits a net. That's it, really. Yeah, it doesn't really change very much what's, from year to year. <laughs> what's a net done? What's a net done wrong? A net, I know. She keeps getting hit. That's not really fair, is it? Particularly if it's the uh, the British seeds. They seem to hit the net quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, poor Carol Middleton, you know, uh, yeah. Prince Philip doesn't like her. That's the rumour, you know. Uh, you know what he calls it? Doors to Manuel Middleton. Because <laughs> 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 she used to be cabin crew for British Airways. Did she? Yeah. Oh, wow. So he calls her Doors to Manuel. He's doors to Manuel. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's quite quite rude, really, to, uh, to poor Car- Carol Middleton. We are looking at the celeb news. There's not really, well, there's kind of things we could talk about, but we can't actually broadcast. Um, most of it, yeah. Well, most I, of it, yeah. I, I was just going to make a pun about the Royal Box, but yeah. I really, <laughs> uh, I, I really, really well, can't. There is, if, you, if, if you're, a, okay, if you're a Friends fan, if you were, used to watch Friends in the 90s, the kind of sitcom, and you kind of, and there's, I've actually got an advert on playing. I mean, just stop the advert. Stop the advert. That always helps when you're trying to look at a story and the advert plays. And the, uh, I thought that was the boss cutting in and saying, <laughs> "That's enough of Kardashian news." <laughs> Hughes no, no. managing to get control of the console from his car. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's uh, Friends fan theory rocks the entire series of this Rachel Green bombshell. Friends still remain one of the most popular and uh, cherished. Uh, cherished comedy sitcom of the end of the 20th century but new Rachel Green theory is uh, who's Rachel Green? I don't know Rachel Green is that the the, the character who Jennifer Aniston played? oh she was called Rachel yeah well no that was uh, was that not um, Kim Cox was it? no what's her name? Uh, Courtney Cox Courtney Cox yeah Uh, she was Monica yeah, Monica, she was Monica, actually. It was, and uh, J. Rachel Aniston was, yeah, was Rachel. Yeah, so I, it was Jennifer Aniston, I'm just reading it. The catalyst of the group have come together to premiere dreams of a fantasy the night before the wedding day of Barry Farber Michael Whitfield, according to one Twitter fan. So, uh, oh, I'm know. talking about celebrities. You know who I saw last week? Who? Well, in, right. in In Edinburgh. Yes. Well, I was just getting myself out of it, but I had my cup of coffee in the morning, and uh, I saw on the news that Justin Trudeau, the Canadian Prime Minister, was in Edinburgh getting a... Uh, a uh, honorary degree, as they call it, which basically means getting a degree when you don't do any work, which is what I did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, they don't call mine an honorary degree. They really should do because I didn't do anything for it. 
But um, yeah, he was in town and yeah, I was a bit sceptical. You know, Huey really doesn't like him, you know, because Thiessen was very much a, a liberal prime minister. And to be honest, I hadn't much liked a lot of the stuff he'd come out with. And, uh, you know, he's very pro-Castro and uh, yeah, very, very cool. Always trying to be seen in the right places. So I thought, oh, I'll go along and see him. He was only 100 yards away from my flat. So I went up there and expected to have him in a, a cavalcade after he came out of the University of Edinburgh graduation hall. But um, he didn't come out in a car. To be fair to the guy, it was a nice day. He was going to go and look at the Royal Museum, National Museum of Scotland, after he'd been to the University of Edinburgh. He just walked. He walked down the streets. Um, he had a couple of security guys with him, wandered down the streets, um, just passing people as he went. And I thought he was quite cool. So being slightly stalkery, I thought, oh, well, I'm going to have a little chat with him and uh, getting a, try and get a scoop for Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed. So I wandered down to the museum and he's in there with his, uh, his wife looking at stuff, just chatting to people. And I have to say, as much as it sickens me to tell you, he seemed really, really nice. Oh, yeah, he, 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 he did. He, he, he kind of had all the charisma that Theresa May hasn't got. You know, it just came naturally to him. So it was uh, interesting to see him. So, I suppose really, if people didn't know who he was, you never really know. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's, the, uh, that's the trouble. You wouldn't know, would you? And people uh, were saying, well, who's he? Oh, it's the Prime Minister of Canada. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I didn't get an exclusive interview, unfortunately. I was going to ask him uh, lots of questions on behalf of the podcast, but uh, well, I, I didn't have any. And he was too busy being bored to death by some woman <laughs> at the Scottish Museum. Oh, dear. Yeah, well, but listen, I think we're going we're to wrap things up. We, were, we did have a slight technical delay at the beginning, so we thank you for our on-site tech support, Michael, who came in and sorted us out, and we just had to do the bish-bash-bosh, press a few buttons, and Bob's your uncle. And, uh, yeah, and it's been great to have all three of us in the studio for the first time. It was actually really, really fun, exciting, great laugh. This is well be stuff we did on the pre-show. <laughs> Is not quite broadcastable. Let's hope it wasn't recording. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the secret microphones we don't know about in the studio. Is that what a microphone is down there? I think that's it. I hope not. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I want to say a big thanks again to Hearts on Live. And as I say, please support them as much as you can by listening to their shows. There's a Aloha has a show every morning at seven o'clock. Uh, please tune into there. There's Comfort, there's Emmanuel, there's I can't actually remember all the names, uh, which is really bad. I should really have them in front of me, but I'll do that for next time. Um, so I can shout out the shoes. Um, also, for the Hattrick and Ramsey on each podcast, this is us. This is who we are. Uh, we keep it real. We keep it current as best we can. Uh, whether you like it, like us or not, we do have an opportunity if you want to phone in at some point. We will create that time next week if there's an opportunity again, uh, or whatever you want to do with It'd be great to hear your views. Any one you... of our three listeners. Yeah, well, <laughs> we've, got, we've, we've got four at the moment, which is quite good. Oh, that's quite good that, going. That, that'll be Astrid. That's, that, that'll be Astrid. And yeah. Ofcom is the other one. Yeah, yeah Ofcom, that, yeah, that's that, right. That's right, yeah. Yeah, she's the, our cat analyst. She's our cat expert. <laughs> okay, we agreed we weren't going to talk about this. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll leave, we'll leave that. Anyway, to, uh, right. We are going to finish up and say thank you uh, for everybody and uh, thanks again to obviously the Engage people who supported Engage over the weekend uh, Saturday in Edinburgh at the Assembly Rooms a great great show and uh, may it con- continue in Toronto and for the next uh, next year's event when they start the planning going forward but thanks again uh, I'm going to play a bit of a song a bit of a uh, this is Alter Bridge and it's uh, yeah so hope you enjoy this I'm going to Go, leave us and say goodbye. Yes, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> anyway, take it easy, peeps. Bye for now. <clears throat> you think you know me? <laughs> 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 <laughs>